Hey, this is Adam Vass, a tabletop game designer in Glendale, California, and this is a World Champ Game Show by World Champ Game Co. This episode is the second part of the Cobwebs RPG actual play, so if you haven't listened to the first part, go back and listen to that, or this won't make any sense. This is the remainder of the actual play, which is the second half of scenes of play, and then a quick epilogue and debrief that explain how the end of the game works. Uh, this game is currently on Kickstarter right now. Go to tinyurl.com slash cobwebskickstarter to pledge right now, please. Uh, that campaign ends on the 22nd of February, which is next week at the time of this recording and release, so act fast. Uh, here we go. Without further ado, the conclusion of the Cobwebs actual play. Got our first danger. Uh-oh. So one of the skulls goes in the center. Um, and as I mentioned, it ramps because, like, as the time gets higher, the dice odds get higher. Yes. Um, and we've both, we've each of you got one, and all the dice Hard ended research, up in the research yeah. slice. So we're doing a research. That slice. makes it easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so Evan, the darling. Uh, I made a stack of the leads because we were getting kind of unruly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think for the sake of keeping it fresh, we'll go with Stephen Sleeves, who is the old guitar player from Haunted Oath. Okay. Um, and the torched guitar string as an item. Cool. Um, and it's a research... Uh, so I think this... Next scene is actually going to take place like moments after the VHS stopped. Mm-hmm. Um, and Steven Sleeves, uh, you, you like cross paths in the hallway of the church. Um, they are not, they don't have long black hair. Actually, they still have long black hair, but it's in a ponytail now. Mm-hmm. Uh, not wearing like all black, like stage clothes or anything. They're just sort of normcore now. And Probably long sleeves to cover up their tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's like one of those situations where like you're two alts in a not alt place, and so you're on each other's radar, even though you maybe don't know one another. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you ever just have the yeah. instinct kicked in? It's like that weren't person's wearing all black at the same coffee shop as me. Do I know them? <laughs> uh, and when I lived in the Midwest, the answer was. Probably, Probably. <laughs> but now that I live out here, it's like no, that's just what like a third of the people that you see look like. Yeah. Uh, so you have that kind of like momentary pause. Um, so Mercedes and Stephen, uh, you're obviously gonna portray Stephen in this. Mm-hmm. Um, meet up in the hallway, and Stephen, I think, is like born again mm-hmm. after like yeah, post post band career, um, and that's why they're there. They they teach like, team classes, uh, they have, like, Bible study, that's what it is, Mm -hmm. um, on whatever day this is, Saturday night, um, because teens don't want to wake up early, man, and go on Sunday morning, they're here on uh, cool time, and he's, like, the cool teacher, uh, I'm not gonna touch this yet, but it it will work its way in, I imagine. Okay. Um, so, right now, it's just... Steven and Mercedes meeting in the hallway, maybe, like, right after you come out of, um, the father's office, like, you close the door behind you, and you try to, like, get the door to latch, but it's busted, and so you're just, like, trying to get and it And I come around the corner. Like, you didn't break it, <laughs> when Steven wa- walks up. Oh, uh, you here for Bible study tonight, miss? Steven, oh, uh, I, I didn't oh. expect to see you here. I'm sorry, we met? Yeah, I mean, maybe, let's retract that. No, I like it that you, well, you might know me, because I used to be a part of this band, yeah. but I know. I, but I, I mean, also we, really like, uh, I'll probably edit this out, but like, fans do that. Like, oh, you don't remember me? Yeah. And then yeah, yeah. you're like, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So. So if you want to, you can leave it. If you want to act like 
You can go backwards, it's okay. Okay. I just wasn't quick enough to continue it. <laughs> so, we'll go back into scene then. Yeah, we, we met a few years back. I'm a huge fan of your work. Uh, he... Steven, like, looks around and is like, Ah, oh, yeah, uh, thanks, I appreciate it. I didn't realize uh, a lot of the church folks had listened to my music. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean... I wouldn't say that I'm a member of this church, per se. I, I grew up here, but you know how things go. Got older. Questioned God. Found myself. You know. Oh. Uh, no, I don't. Um, were you here to speak with Father Melvin? I just came to drop off some paperwork for the... Uh, a couple of the kids dropped off their payments for the festival. No, you know, I was, uh, I was just, uh, just walking through, you know, Chris... You don't, you may not remember him either, but Chris is my brother. We, uh, we grew up listening to your music and, uh, he's, he's been gone for, for a little while now. He, he didn't come home after the, the fest last weekend and we're starting to get a little bit worried. So I was just coming to see if Father Melvin was around, see if he'd heard anything from him. Look, kid, I... <clears throat> Look, kid, uh, I used to live a different way, and, you know, at the time I thought it was all fun and games. Uh, you know, we were just playing music, we were just having fun, uh, just being edgy. But, uh, you know, I saw some things. Yeah. Look, let's just say, when I retired, I burned my guitar, and uh, I wouldn't want to go back for anything. I, I think it's best that you stay away from stuff like that. Sure, sure, but I mean, it's 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 about the music, right? I mean, that's what it's all about. No. What, what happened? Look, some of the bandmates and I got in a fight. Uh, it happens. You tour with people, get get all up close and personal. Uh, but didn't end well, and I wanted to leave. Uh, they said some things that stuck with me, and, uh, I left that life behind, you know, still play guitar, but in the worship band now, so, a little bit different. Yeah, no, no, I see what you mean. Do you, do you ever talk to the guys anymore? No. Not at all. How do you go from spending 24 hours a day for months at a time together to not talking at all? You know, it's, they're it's evil. none of my business. They're evil, kid. When you, when you say that, there's like a thunderclap. Yeah. Like, there's full-on, <laughs> like, fear of God thunderstorm that's just starting outside right now. And you can then... The the thunder, like, maybe, like, takes you aback. Um, and then, within a second, you can start to hear, like, heavy rainfall outside. They're evil, kid. You, you know the singer, John? Yeah, yeah. It's not a joke to him. He's not singing about the devil for fun. He's he's really into that shit. And look, I'm not gonna talk to somebody who's who's tainted with that stuff. I'm sorry I cursed, but I'm, I still feel very emotional about this. Uh, I would stay away from them. Uh, tell your brother to stay away from them. Just don't go near the band. Don't. It's not a good idea. Sure. Okay. Well. Uh, I mean. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Say, do you know where I could find Father Melvin? Uh, he was doing prep, uh, he was doing work for the festival. Uh, me. He was doing work for the festival. He's probably down at the campgrounds. Uh, do you know when he'll be back around? A couple hours. We have a staff meeting. Okay, well... Uh, at two. Maybe I'll stop by another time then. All right. Uh, take care. Uh, if you ever want to come, Bible studies Sunday evenings. All right. Um, and you walk around the corner, and um, Stephen like put like goes to open the door, uh, or probably grabs keys and starts to unlock the door to Father Melvin's office, and the door just swings open because uh, it got kicked in. Um, and he looks back, but you're already gone. And I, I poke my head back around the corner. <laughs> Stephen, Stephen. Uh... Your guitar, you you said you aren't getting any use out of it anymore. Do you think, uh, could I buy that from you? 
No, I said I burned it. Uh, so it's gone, or like has this cool vintage look now, or uh, did he the ashes? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a pile of ash somewhere at the campground. Uh, I it was a year or two ago, so I doubt it's still <laughs> there. But all right, well, see ya. <laughs> Yeah, same. Alright. I'm ready. I'm a shadow. Jason's the darling. And FNC machine. Danger averted. Um, but we're not really in any slices. I guess we're in a concern for safety. We're in yeah. memory too. You roll. Oh, you, yours doesn't count. Oh, yeah, I just right. pulled it back. Yeah, machine, yeah. Machines don't count. Maybe they count now, fuck. <laughs> I feel like for how much we roll not in this half of the. Circle, yeah, that. Maybe it works. Um, I think it's the table yeah. thing. Yeah. Are we going to be doing concern for safety or memory? Machine. Let's do. Oh, sorry, I, I don't know. I guess that's not my, my. Let's do concern for safety since that's been an unexplored slice so far. And especially following the last scene, seems pertinent. Mm -hmm. I'm choosing location, Big Sand Campground, and item, symbol on LPs. Just the. Uh, so okay. also, if you choose not to do what your dice say, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like you don't learn any new information, then you can take the danger out. Um, okay. But I'd also say for the sake of pushing, yeah, makes just sense. leave it. <laughs> but that's the special feature of the concern for safety. Got it. Also, the time doesn't advance after concern for safety. It is now the dark of night. Who am I being, by the way? Or you were going to tell me in this? Uh, yeah, I'll get to it. Okay. <laughs> um, Mercedes, you've now left the church. You are feeling perturbed, but also kind of skeptical of Stephen's advice. You don't really know what to make of the information that they delivered to you. Um, you feel like you'd like to go check out on your own, um, You'd like to return to the fest site mm -hmm. when you you noticed the what did we call it the crawl space crawl space under the stage yeah. that kind of caught your attention and you figured that you wanted to return to it at some point you figure maybe in the night when people are less likely to be around would be the proper time to explore mm -hmm. um, there aren't any fences or anything around again it's just a large tented site um, so the grounds are abandoned, lit only by a very, very bright full moon. Um, but it's one of those moons where it's very clear. The sky is almost like turning blue around it, getting more black as it goes out. Mm -hmm. But just very slight clouds passing in front. Um, you approach the stage and the cross has been moved out. There's just cones surrounding the stage now. Um, crews have decided to address it the next morning. They hit their eight hours and we're out for the day. Mm -hmm. um, so you have with you um, a flashlight and a tote bag. You've just got really just your, your personal items, nothing too much. You don't want to get burdened down in case you have to run for it. Mm -hmm. um, so now you're under the crawl stage, and you're free to explore on your own. Um, so maybe you could kind of describe what you're after, what you're looking for, what you're seeing, and um, what we'll get to is that, unrealized to you when you entered, there is in fact a security guard who's patrolling the grounds. 
um, largely to make sure that audio equipment and things aren't messed with overnight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think I'm dressed all in black, I'm wearing like black pants and combat boots and like a black jacket, and I am peering down the, the hole for the crawl space, like where the cross knocked a hole in the, in the floor. And I just take a deep breath and say, here it goes. And I toss my flashlight down first and then like uh, lower myself down the hole, which doesn't look like it should be very high, but it just seems deeper. It seems like dug out a little bit. Um, there's beam, like cross beams where, you know, the stage support is, but it's pretty maneuverable. It's probably, it's probably three, two and a half, three feet uh, in height of crawl space. So I definitely, I mean, I'm crawling or, or hunched. Um, like crawling on uh, all fours around um and so my flashlight's shining just a, a beam of light cutting through the dusty space it's just a, a lot of dirt flooring and dust kicked up it seems like this is probably uh unused it doesn't look like there's much storage around um <clears throat> but as i as i move around um i start to notice something. I see, like, a shape in, like, you know, 20 or 30 feet away in the crawl space, kind of the other side of the stage. Um, and I, like, am breathing faster and starting to sweat because I'm kind of working out, crawling under all of the stuff. Um, and as I get closer, it just seems like a pile of something. Um, and I, like, walk up and shine my light directly on it, and there's a pile of, like, small stones, um, and they all seem like blackened by soot, They're like they, they were in a fire. Um, and then they were pulled out and carved into the soot is the symbol that we keep seeing, the symbol on the LP jackets and the one in the vestibule at the church. Um, and it's just a, a moon with uh, clouds in front of it. Um, and I said, what the hell? And I just start shoveling through them. There's nothing, there's nothing at the bottom. There's just hundreds of these stones um, it's not like a huge pile, but there's, you know, 200 rocks down here, 200 small rocks, um, like directly under the center of the stage. Um, and just, what is, what is this? Uh, and I grab one, I grab a couple and I stuff them into my bag. Um, and I, uh, want to start crawling on and pop my head back out the hole. As you start to do this, you... You see a, a light advancing towards you, just the solitary beam of the flashlight. Enter security guard. Hey! Hey! Shit! <laughs> uh, they start like speed walking, hustling over there. Mm -hmm. Like, who's there? Is somebody there? Um, I've tur I definitely turned off my flashlight as soon as I saw this, and I'm still pulling myself. I'm, like, reaching down to grab my bag out of the hole and, like, pulling it up out quiet as I can. Um. Uh. They kind of, like, cool their, like, running to, like, a jog. Um. Because they don't hear anything anymore. Yeah. I think, like, the shuffling of the rocks and stuff was, like, calamity. And it would come out through this, like, sound hole. Mm -hmm. Um. And I think maybe if you're, like, still enough, you don't... Yeah, I think I might back up against, like, a... It's, like, a cardboard cutout of something, like... Or, like, a wooden cutout of... It's, like, the podium. The podium that they've already gotten up on the stage uh, for whoever's speaking. I'm, like, tucked behind it, just, like, breathing really fast. So this is a good thing to try out, because it doesn't come up very often. Mm -hmm. But, uh... A conflict role. Okay. Um, because I want, because I'm not sure if I should find you, mm -hmm. and then that creates, obviously, an issue. Mm -hmm. Or if you get away, and it's just, like, a tense moment. Um, so, in this, the darling rolls a light and a dark, or yellow and a green. I guess I don't, in the rules, they're called light and dark. Mm -hmm. In the box, they'll be, um, yellow and green. Uh, if your light value is higher than your dark value, then you're not going to get caught. Okay. If your dark value is higher than your light, you are going to get caught. And if they tie, then you're not going to get caught, but something gets worse. <laughs> wow. They tied. Okay, so... Uh, I have an idea if you... 
Yeah, yeah, I hit you that one. So, I think, uh, I, I'm looking around with my flashlight, I don't see you, but I'm within 10 feet of you. And that's when my flashlight catches the fact that there's this hole that goes underneath the stage. And I, like, look around and try to see, like, if someone else is around. Like, someone come out of this hole. It doesn't make any sense. And, like, shining my flashlight down it. And, uh, like, a shout, Hey, is, any, is anybody down there? It doesn't really echo. It's pretty shallow and dirt. Um, and I can definitely see, like, your back's to me, but I'm still in the podium. Like, I'm outside now. And I'm backlit because the flashlight's in front yes, of me. Yes, yes. And so you just see, like, my silhouette. And, uh, I, like, lean over to try to, like, see further down the hole with the, my flashlight. And, uh, like, faster than gravity, fall fall down it. Like, get pulled like, into get, it. Get, like, sucked into it. Ugh. And I think then, like... My blood goes cold and I run. Like... Yeah, like, hard, hard cut yeah. scene. Like, you just, your eyes just get wide and something happened and you gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I run. Not, not same for the security guard, sorry. Okay, so we had to manipulate a lead. Um, so since I didn't portray yes, a named sorry. character, I don't totally know what my post scene is because I'm supposed to move one. Yeah. Um, I guess, so, it says move the tent card of the character you portrayed. I might just change that to a character. Yeah. And so you can contextualize that however you want. Like, I might like have been mom and then revealed something sketchy about him. Mm -hmm. He goes sketchy. Um, I think that makes more sense to have it be any character instead of the one I played. And in that case, I'm gonna have John go deeper into the threat circle. Okay. So I updated the crawl space under the festival stage to say stones underneath. Security guard pulled in. Yeah, I guess that's just updates of the facts, but I think that cool. tells the story. Yes. Did we only ever get one uh, danger? No, you around? can get two. Okay. You're in two danger. Oh boy, things yeah, just... Yeah, yeah. So something dangerous happens in this Things thing. just got very dangerous. We now have three danger tokens out of six in the middle. Um, oh yeah, it happened fast, yeah. but that's how it works. Yeah. And if we get six, the game ends. It's almost assured that the game is going to end before... Or the horror is going to get us... Danger is going to get us before we get to 12, because there's still... I had, I've had a game end at 12 with danger. Like, because <laughs> when you get to 6, the danger, you finish the scene. Oh, okay. Also, when it's 12, you finish the scene. So, like, yeah. you kind of outlast, but for the most part, most of these end early. Mm -hmm. Either memory or new contact. I could I could figure something out for memory. I think this late, I'm not so interested in a new contact. Okay, memory. Uh, then I want the Haunted Oath LP and Dead Wax. Oh, interesting. Memory of... Ooh, I can see. Oh yeah, okay, I know what this is going to do. Um, so this scene happens directly after what we just saw. Um, or it's a memory, right? Yes, or are you doing a cool framing? We're doing I'm just framing <laughs> yes. Um, um, Mercedes has just sprinted out of the festival venue back to her car, which we parked like in the campground, like in an empty campsite at the campground, uh, a little ways away. And she um, like just sprints, opens the door, jumps inside, slams it, and is, like, breathing heavily. Um, Mercedes is, like, breathing heavily in the car, just not not sure what just happened. Um, like, worried, scared, just finding a bunch of weird burned sure. stones underneath the stage. Um, like, feels very culty, but then seeing something actually happen to the security guard uh, really freaked her out. Um, and she turns, uh, she pulls out her keys and puts them into the ignition and turns them, and a tape starts bl blaring on the radio, something she was not playing before uh, she parked. Um, 
um, she like jumps and like slams her hand on the the um, on the radio and the tape pops out and stops playing and she pulls it out and it's uh, a tape she got at the record store. Um, it was just like something that was like by the counter um, and she's just staring at it and she remembers that it's the same day that Chris bought the um, bought the new uh, haunted oath LP at the at Dead Wax, um, and she starts thinking about that day. Um, what does she remember? While, like, pitches the Haunted Oath LP to Chris. Like, upsells him. I think, for the sake of the acting out the scene, Mercedes is recalling this, but I'll play as Chris. And so, like, Chris and Wilde... Mm-hmm, yeah, Mercedes is just standing right. off like, of she's the not really somewhere. Yeah. Okay. She's remembering witnessing this interaction. She's isn't in the memory. She's also reading the cassette tape. Sure. Like, uh, Chris, I uh, I got this new shipment in the other day. Uh, figured it might be something you're into. It looks like all that that scraggly writing on the covers and stuff. All the symbology. You wanna you wanna check this one out? Yeah. Throw it on. Do you have? Yeah. Throw it on the turntable. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. And I take a record out, put it on, and drop the needle, uh, that it's immediately very loud in the shop. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, it had been up until that point, but this is just, it's fast, it's aggressive, it's everything that Chris is looking um, for. From the corner of Mercedes, like, pulls off a headphone where she's listening to this tape, like, t- trying, like, checking out this tape, and says, shut the hell up, Chris! God, it's <laughs> so loud! And just sort of keeps listening. Uh, and Wiles says, uh, yeah, Chris, these uh these guys they're gonna be playing that festival next week. Um Chris like pulls like stretches out the neck of his shirt to show while that he has the like moon and clouds tattooed on his chest. Oh shit. Uh he's like fucking like I know, like he is a haunted oath, like lifer, but maybe just didn't know that this LP was out. Or like maybe it's a super rarity or something. Mm. Um, and is doing like air drums and kind of like letting his hair bob around in his face and shit and just like feeling the the record Um, the record skips and rounds back around to the line that it just said and says black clouds obscure the moon and with darkness comes death you know Chris uh, they tell me that these guys are kind of out of this world if you know what I mean. And uh, kind of, like, his gaze just kind of loosens and gets drawn away. Um, I think, I like the idea that there's, like, a problem, like a like a locked ring almost, where it just, like, keeps repeating this part. Yes, exactly. Like, it keeps skipping back to the and same part. While should be fixing it, but just stares. And Chris isn't sure if it's a defect mm-hmm. or if it's... A feature, oh like how That's some people have a lock ring. Like. He's just like, yeah, this part is fucking, and like, is getting like almost hypnotized by it, like, uh, headbanging at intervals to the point where he can anticipate where the, the record skips and like, hesitates for a second with his headbang so that it stays on time yeah. with the the locked ring. Yeah, and it's just sort of like, and you can see is like starting to wobble. I like, can't really, isn't able to just stand up straight um even with like a wider stance it's just sort of like too into it um and i think as he starts to get even less stable um while it's gonna like take the needle off the record and chris is gonna like throw up where he's standing just like on the ground uh and doesn't clean it up or like wipe his face or anything, just pulls his wallet out and gives Wile his credit card. He's like, I'll take it. Jesus, Chris, are you okay? <laughs> and looks over and just says, like sticks his tongue out and throws the horns up. Uh, Weird bastard. <laughs> and, yeah, like, throw, throws the sleeve in uh, and, like, puts, puts the record jacket under his arm. Mm-hmm. It's ready to go. So, I, I got to develop information on an existing lead. Um, the new Haunted Oath LP 
has a skip has a hypnotizing skip. Okay, I'm gonna put while on the um, the outer ring of suspect at this point. I said that strangely. He is a suspect, but he is a suspect. because we have to, because that's just what probability says. There's danger. Actually, I think I roll again. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Oh, there's three or more dangers. So, yeah, there is. There's five danger. And so we can do uh, an interview, a memory, or a concern for safety. So now we're at five danger. We just, just keeps ticking up. Yeah, so this scene has danger in it. Yeah. The last one did too, right? Yeah, I'd say a hypnotic... Well, I mean, um, token-wise. Yes, yeah. So, yeah, I think that the listening to the record is dangerous. Yes, seems like it. Okay, I think let's be back at the fest grounds the next day, which means that the church gathering is in swing now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, all, the set, and... all the setups down there doing, like, the first day events or something? Yeah, so this is like the the first day of okay. festivities, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and Father Melvin is going to be our okay, okay, um, cool. So you'll be Melvin, and it'll be at the campgrounds. Um, I'm gonna go with interview. Okay. And uh, so it's the next day, and Mercedes. Rolls up to the festival and she's shook. She didn't sleep well last night. You can see it, like bags under her eyes, the whole, the whole style. Still wearing the same clothes. Maybe didn't go home. Mm-hmm. Um, but is at the site, and there are a few hundred people here. Um, and she doesn't, she doesn't know if she can trust what she saw, and so she obviously wants to know information, and she gets past. The people who are taking tickets, it's not very hard at Family Fest to sneak in relative to something more um, patrolled, I guess, like the Metal Festival where mm-hmm. they want money for the tickets. Because um, who would steal from <laughs> Family Fest? Mm-hmm. So as you're walking, you try, you like sneak backstage, you have, you still have the rest, the wristband on from the Metal Festival. And so just like a quick glance to a security guard and they see that you're wearing a wristband. They don't realize it was for <laughs> something thing. else. Yeah. So you just walk right past them and you're walking backstage and you're walking towards where you believe the trap, um, the hole was. Mm-hmm. When Father Melvin sees and stops you, uh, sorry, you, <laughs> um, and I think I want Melvin to grill uh, Mercedes what, what like okay so it's a conduct interview scene mm-hmm. but I think the roles are reversed uh. and Mercedes isn't the one conducting the interview um, so you're in a place that you're not supposed to be and the person who's in charge of that place is confronting you so I think you're running forward and like you feel like, you're stopped in your tracks and somebody grabs your backpack. You're still wearing, like, the tote bag from yesterday. Um, and, like, you're just hoisted back by it as Father Melvin grabs the back and stops you. Miss Jones, what are you... What are you doing back here? I... I, I was told I could find you here. I... I, I Is I, that a... That's not even our wristband. Did you... Did you break <laughs> your way into the family festival? I mean, Father Melvin is... That's not really my problem. That seems like an issue with your security team. Now listen here, you. I'm not going to tolerate this kind of thing. This event is supposed to be for families. My mom is here. 
Where? She's out, uh, she's just getting a hot Maybe dog. Maybe I should now. speak to her about why you're wandering around backstage. Oh, I don't think that's necessary. What were you looking for? You were looking for me? I was looking for you, Father Melvin. What question did you have for me? Um, I, I wanted to talk to you more about, about Chris. It's... What but, do you think Chris... So that, like, impending danger. What do you think Chris has to do with this? He, he stood us up. He said he was going to come help set up, and he didn't, so... What, what do you mean, Father Melvin? Um, he had volunteered to come work part-time for us to help set up the festival, and he doesn't seem like he, he showed up. Seems like his work ethic wasn't as good as I had hoped. He, he never mentioned that to me, and you, you said you hadn't seen him. What, what's going on, Father Melvin? Listen, I, you should not be back here right now. Um, come with me. Let me escort you back to the front. Uh, and I, I kind of grab your bag and I start kind of walking you forward. Get uh, your hands off of me. What are you not telling me right now? Go out and listen to the music, Mercedes. This isn't, this isn't a time to play games. And I think I, I think Father Melvin like does strong arm you like does start just pushing you uh, out from backstage. Um, you could like whistle and like a couple of the yeah. stagehand security yeah people will like sure. come and escort you. Can I set up a weird I, thing here? Yes. Um, um, and as soon as you're like shuffled out from you, you see like people backstage. There's a, f- a few people like uh, yeah security stagehands uh, Father Melvin. And as soon as you're pushed out from backstage, you see what's going on in front. And there's a band playing. You see um, Stephen Sleeves, like, on guitar, uh, the worship band, the church's worship band, and a bunch of people. It's, it's still early, so there's not, like, the full crowd here yet, but there's a bunch of people um, here for, like, the early worship set. Um, and the band plays, and then there's a weird noise as they skip, and they all jump back to the position they were in like six seconds before and play the the same loop again. And the lyric is like, light clouds reveal the sun and with light comes life. Yeah, yeah. And it's just looping that like Um, melody. And you see the the whole crowd also skip back into place um, every six or seven seconds. Um, And you see that once or twice and then you're out, pushed, shoved out into the crowd too and you don't know for how long you stand there. Um, but when the song ends, it's darker out than you expect. Okay. I think we can call the scene there. Cool. Um, my goal in that scene was to establish a truth, namely that Father Melvin is deeply involved in this. Um, yeah. And that our suspicions about him have basically been proven at this point so i so guess would, i can't really move, if you want to you would write that on there yeah okay Since i'm the, also going to be moving him to the threat uh zone. cool okay so next is Not oh, aiming for that. That's gonna be the yeah, sixth yeah, danger. Yeah. You don't need. To, there's only a yeah, cap of six. Yeah. So we know that there are six danger. This is the last scene of the game. Yep. The when danger abounds, which is one of the two ending times up or danger abounds. Mm-hmm. This one happens way more often. <laughs> the darling is removed from the story at the end of the scene. Oh wild. That doesn't mean that they're killed or kidnapped or whatever. It just means there is no more. They're not investigating. They're not part of the story anymore. So we know that going into that, and we can frame it as such. So I'm choosing uh, Crawl Space Under the Festival Stage and Local Church. Cool. We have into the Christ. Great. That's the two. 
and I'm Shadow, so uh, okay. choose whom. Alright, Adam, you'll continue on as Father Melvin. Great. I guess we're not moving, I'm sorry. Sure, um, but... So, at this point, Mercedes has been pushed out to the front of the stage. The band is acting in a strange way, and people in the crowd are... Uh, as, as soon as this skip happens, the line starts repeating. Everyone's attention shifts to this stage. They were, before that, just out meandering, doing different things throughout the site. But now everyone's attention is drawn to the stage. Um, you said that it was starting to get darker. That was... I like, think what I was implying was that you got... Caught, it's like time I, loss. Yeah, time loss. Like you got caught up in the skipping of the the oh, song, oh, oh. and like more time passed than you understand. I see. Okay, I missed that part. Okay. Um, Father Melvin is now up on stage behind the podium, um, speaking out to the masses, um, and Mercedes, you're kind of you're hearing what's happening. Mm -hmm. But you feel paralyzed in a way, mm -hmm. almost as if in a trance. You don't, you don't feel like you can move away. You're caught up in his words. His voice is seeming almost larger than life. I think this reminds me of. Um, I'll let you talk in a second, but I think this. I started getting flashbacks of last weekend when I was at the concert and. I remember the last thing I see of Chris was him pushing his way up towards the front of the pit, towards the stage. And I start doing the same thing towards Father Melvin. I start elbowing my way through the people okay, with upraised like hands. Yeah. Um, um, and like stumbling my way. I don't know, what's he saying? It's with such a full heart that I can share with you this is the most successful, most well-attended family festival that our community has ever thrown. And it would not be possible without each and every one of you. And I just have to praise the Lord for the blessings that you've all given our community. And for the fine weather at this family festival, there's nary a cloud in the sky. And every like everyone kind of like looks up in unison and... There's just a couple glossing over the, like, crescent moon. Mm -hmm. uh, if you feel free to interrupt, he's kind yeah. of just, like, speaking yeah. to them. I think, uh, yeah, I, I, like, literally shove somebody to the side at this point um, as my head's starting to be unclouded from whatever was just happening. Um, and I, like, stumble up to the foot of the stage, and I want to, like, I want to jump up on the stage. Uh, and um, I get reach my hand into my bag and I think some of the stage security starts moving up towards me because it looks like I'm about to pull something out of my bag. Yeah, and I, I'll like mm -hmm. tell, like gesture to the stage security that it's okay. Um, um, and there before the grace of God go wise, stray sheep who's come up on stage to join us. Child, how can I help? Like, how can I be of service? How can I help? bring you to the light I've our paths have led us both here to this moment to this stage to this second in time you damn liar um, and I pull out a stone from my bag and I say what is this uh, it's one of the stones with the symbol carved into it oh sweetheart I don't even know where to begin uh, there's a pile of them right under your feet what is it and uh, Father Melvin like reaches into the pulpit and pulls one out and uh, he's like it's a stone and the one he's holding isn't um, ashen uh -huh. and it doesn't yet have it's just a, a stone but yeah. it's the same shape and it's like polished and mm -hmm. whatever it's just a stone child uh and starts, like, walking slowly towards you. He's wearing a clip-on mic, so, like, the audience can yeah. still hear this yeah. conversation. It's not just the pulpit mic. Uh, and holding the stone with both hands, uh, kind of, like, calmly 
shuffling towards uh, Mercedes. It's just a stone. It's just a piece of earth that put there by God with no explicit purpose, but when a man takes a stone and turns it into a home, turns it into a tool, that right there is what what we all aspire to. That God provides us gifts in forms we wish to recognize. And here, in my hands, in your hands, we hold God's gifts. Um, and I he, drop my rock. And he raises his above his head. And this stone, uh, the, the stone in your hands there, has served its purpose and has been marked as such. But this stone, and like turns to the crowd and like shows it off, um, has yet to realize its full potential. And like moves towards you again. I, I see where this is going. I think uh. um, Mercedes is angry. She's mad. She thinks this guy's involved with what happened to Chris. And she's, she's coming up to him to like grab him like by the collar and to like punch him. As you move closer together, the sky is darkening. Thunder is starting to rumble. <laughs> Lightning is starting to crack above you. Yeah, I think uh, it like the light fades as like the cloud covers the moonlight, and it's just like pure desert darkness. Um, and there's not like no stars in the sky, just full on like blackness. And I as... think alongside this, Father Melvin's face is darkening. You you notice shadows starting to build in his face. And as he brings the stone quickly down, I think that darkness just goes to pitch black. So, real quick, because this is when I have to leave. Mm -hmm. There's a function of the game where at the end you read the beginning again, mm -hmm. and then you, um, if time's up, you act in the darling's voice and you do it again, but with like what you've learned and why the investigation either must continue or can't continue. Um, in this case, where danger ends the game early, you do another like round robin adding sentences, but it's not in the darling's voice. It's not in Mercedes' voice. It can be anybody else. It can be anyone we know or someone we don't know. Um, the idea being the story's incomplete, but in a movie kind of way, it's over, you know? Mm -hmm. I actually think it might be... Yeah. That's fucked <laughs> up, but yes. Uh. So we'll do an, a quick epilogue. We'll each add at least two sentences, and if it feels like there needs to be more, we'll keep going, but we'll be Sandra. Um, this is post-everything. Yeah. This is her, so, her finality. Yeah, right, this would be... Um, my son Chris went missing two weeks ago, and as of two days ago, my daughter Mercedes is also gone. I thought I knew what was best for them, which path they should take, but I suppose I was wrong. I don't know if it was because of that music store, or because I didn't spend enough time with them. Father Melvin down at the local church assures me that it wasn't my fault, that it couldn't never have been avoided. It's just you. sometimes you reap what you sow. But I don't know. As he said that, I could see the hints of a smile. I let Chris get away for too long, but Mercedes wouldn't do the same thing. I'm not going to stop looking for her. I think that's good. I yeah, think that's, it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Call it there. Because um, a cool feature of a game ending early and offering an epilogue is it functions the same as a scenario for the next one. for the next game. Yeah. So it's like a campaign game. Yeah. Where you're always looking for the person who. <laughs> where you keep dying. Your every character's <laughs> the searching for the character yeah. who just died <laughs> or got lost. Yeah. Uh, great. So that's cobwebs. Um, so cool. Real quick, while we're still on mic, I want each of us to share our first. Uh, theory. 
and see how far removed yeah. it got from, yeah. from there. I'll go first. Um, so my original theory was Haunted Oath is killing fans after their best shows to make their instruments magic. That's awesome. <laughs> um, didn't not not what I ended up with. Um, I think I ended up on uh, Father Melvin was teaching bands to like worship the devil um, and was teaching them the skills to like exploit their their fans. Uh, I like to. I feel like I maybe went to inside baseball when I was talking about how theories work that none of us ended up doing culty stuff. Yeah. Because it actually like we went full church, but it was really cool and fun yeah, yeah but we didn't actually care about we never went to steven's vegan cafe or whatever that was in the scenario <laughs> yeah um but that was fun like that's one of the cool things of not being able to predict how the game works mm-hmm. mine was um that he was abducted by the government for mk ultra style investigation <laughs> of occult powers that they could then use for the military um which then i adapted to the mom gave him up and then later he sold himself for money uh and then MK Ultra was replaced with the church, um, and the military was replaced with Christ, then Satan, then Father Melvin. <laughs> <laughs> so my final theory was Chris sold himself to the church for an offering of occult power to Father Melvin. Damn. Which is oh, like, okay. by Grim. you know that was my theory ten minutes ago before last uh, the last scene. Yeah. So yeah. got kind of like close yeah i think i started out kind of close i wrote that chris had left the church gotten too into black metal for his mother's comfort um she prayed for him nightly um and was so distressed by him and mercedes by their straying that she approached the church elders and that they retaliated, and that um, they were part of like an effort to shut down, the church was part of an effort to shut down the festival, and that Chris was an accidental casualty along the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Cool. So that, it kind of had the, that was kind of my running theory going into it, just that the church was involved mm-hmm. in a sinister yeah. way, Yeah. but I didn't the know pit, how. Though, it was a real game changer for me. Um where I was like not necessarily like creature focused, but mm-hmm. I liked like that was where the demon. That's where something. And then I thought yeah. too, like maybe the site of the fe- like it doesn't have anything to do with the band or the church. That's it's maybe, just this place. Yeah, that's what I maybe ended on. Was, I think Father Melvin was just. He said he blessed this place. I think he brought something else to this place, mm-hmm. and it just so happens that the band was playing there a week before, and like. That's cool. That caused something. To the pit was there. Like yeah. the pit's like ancient. Yeah. Cool. When, Wild. At the very end, when you said that Father Melvin was raising the stone to strike, mm-hmm. my understanding of what you were thinking was that every time somebody's killed by the stone, it bears that mark from that point on. Yeah, I wanted something with, like, they either burn the people or they burn the, like, Tamir, uh, Stephen burning his instrument, and, like, I wanted something with, like, oh, they're burning these people and these yeah. stones are, like, the only thing that is left. Um, I don't know. I'm going to stop my recording. I'm going to stop my too. That was awesome.